And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. On today's episode, we are going to dive into the importance of understanding our purpose. We're going to talk about creating a lasting legacy in a business and in our personal lives, how we have an impact in the world. And we're going to talk about the importance of having, you know, business being personal and the importance of being intentional and using innovation in our lives. So here we go. Let's get started. On today's episode, we are going to talk about the intersection of mindfulness and movement and how doing that can impact our lives in such great ways. It can get us back into flow. It can increase our creativity. It lowers our stress. There's just so many benefits to it. And what I love most about it is the guest today is going to talk to us about how we can do all of this in less than 20 minutes a day. And then we can use the same technique and tools anytime throughout the day that we need a reset and we need to get back into flow. So take a listen. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Tiff Florentine. She is a mind and body fitness innovator that's on a mission to help badass women entrepreneurs strengthen their minds and bodies in 20 minutes per day to unlock more business success, impact, and fulfillment. Tiff is a proud veteran, an ex-CIA, recovered management consultant, and an American Gladiators finalist. Given her dynamic life experiences and struggle with mind-body wellness for decades, Tiff's now creating a movement to drop the standard workout mentality focused on burning your calories and dropping flux. She's redefining movement for its true power as the ultimate gateway to mindfulness, unlocking optimal physical, mental, and emotional health. She's also the podcast host of the show Mindset to Movement, and I would like to welcome her today. Welcome, Tiff. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be on the show. I appreciate being here, and uh, I'm a huge fan of your show and all of the light that you are bringing to the world through your podcast. Oh, thank thank you. you. I think what you cover is so important, and I love that you've, you know, you've done lots of things, lots of exciting things, but you've also just, you know, built businesses, and you're empowering and helping so many more women live better lives, and I love it. So can you start off first by telling us a little bit about your journey and your backstory and kind of where you're at now? Absolutely. I can totally do that. So starting with the end in mind, I'll reiterate what you shared a bit. I am an entrepreneur in the health and wellness space. I've been in the space for almost 10 years now. Specifically, right now I'm playing at the intersection of mindfulness and fitness and fulfillment in serving badass women entrepreneurs. Really, I'm focused on providing a tangible approach in 20 minutes per day to strengthen their minds and bodies. And I'm so passionate about this because I, I I believe that there's so much impact we can make in this world if we can really hone in on being in the present moment and out of the stress response. So that's really what I'm teaching people to do. And so this, this path that I'm on now, I've really been on this path the entire time. I just continue to refine it. I truly believe that it is the culmination of all of my life's work, not just professionally, but personally too. It's all of the highs and the lows 
the traumas, the good, the bad has brought me to this moment. And I'm not sure that I can get closer to my soul's work. Like I believe that a minute. I got here from having many dynamic life experiences. I actually started out working in a factory, didn't know I was supposed to go to school, go to college. And uh, I ended up joining the military months after 9-11. So when I look back and consider all of my experiences, there's this common thread of wanting to make an impact and wanting to be a part of something bigger than me. And it truly started with the military. And I look at each of my, each of my experiences is not running from what was bad, but saying, hell yes, that was really fun. That was good. How do I get more of that? So I did that. I loved working in the factory, but I thought, I can do more. What is it? I want to serve, right? I jumped in the military right after 9-11. That was a little wild. I was 19. My mom was like, what the hell is going on? So I joined as a military cop. I served six years, um, deployed a few times. From there, I ended up in management consulting. I thought that this would be the best place to make an impact because really as a consultant, you're on the forefront of change and innovation. So I hopped around to a couple of the, a few of the big firms, reputable firms. I learned a ton. And from those experiences, I just kept shaping what lit me up. And along the way, I realized it was fitness, but not fitness for like the the effect on your body, but it was really about the effect on our emotions. And truth be told, along through all my experiences, I struggled with health and wellness. I was 20, I had an extra 20 fluffs on me. I didn't feel comfortable in my skin. And I was always trying to figure it out along the way, working 70, 80 hours as a management consultant. Of course, I wasn't great at taking care of myself. But I studied it and I learned more about it. And I just always appreciated the power of health physically on our mindset, right? Both really emotionally and how we control our thoughts. And so I just kept whittling my path through healthcare consulting, uh, healthcare consulting, human capital consulting, behavioral economics, studying why people do the things they do. And then finally, I, I found CrossFit. And I know that has a negative connotation. Like people have all kinds of things to say about it. But what I found, I was like, damn it, this is magical. These people are like sprinting into the gym. They love it. They're not talking about like the fitness element. They're talking about the emotional empowerment. And I thought to myself, if I could study this and make it more accessible, like study the elements that are working and bring fitness to the world in a new way, then I can really create an impact. So I started doing that. I started my company 10 years ago. It started out as a, a league, uh, functional fitness, CrossFitish e-league, so I could really learn how to reach the regular person, how to get them to smile when they're working out, how to get them to really feel that emotional empowerment from fitness and believe I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And then through that journey, I ended up uh, putting a a fitness facility within a factory on the west side of Chicago, I really wanted to expand it financially and emotionally. So that has afforded me the opportunity to really dig in and refine the approach. Of course, the workout methodology has been (laughs) in the works for a long time. But along the way, I actually hit my rock bottom emotionally. My life's traumas, there were so much, they just stacked. And I reached this point where my gym was running itself. I hit a bottom emotionally and I really like just took a deep dive into all things happiness, motivation, meditation, spirituality, and started building this 20 minute per day system. 
So over the course of the last 10 years, I've worked with thousands of people and now have put everything I've learned into this neat little package with a bow. And I am getting it out into the world in a in the most potent way that I can imagine. So that is the story. Mm. Oh my gosh. First of all, so many awesome things there. I love, first of all, that you know, like you said, everything you, well, first of all, I love that even at 19, I think it was about 19 when you were at the factory or maybe it was before that, that you said like, Hey, this is great. And this is fine, but I think there's more, you know, and you kept kind of having that curiosity. You kept kind of saying to yourself, like, hold on, what else could there be? You know, and then you went and tried something new and, but then you also built on it, you know, and I think that's, that's really great because it shows that both you were curious, but you were also well, you're curious about work, different types of jobs and careers, but then you realize there's this curiosity you had about fitness and, um, you know, psychology and how the mind works and how they're connected and that you kept building on that. And I think both of those things are so awesome. And then the fact that you figured out how in 20 minutes a day, we can improve our bodies and our mindset, you know, which we know is both so important. So many people get stuck on I have to work out for two hours. I have to cut my calories. I have to do all these things and then they're miserable and it's not working, is it? Totally. You know, so I think that's awesome. I can't wait to dive in today to, you know, how that, what that looks like and how, you know, you're helping people with all these, improving their, their life in so many, in so many ways. So the first thing I'd ask you is tell us a little bit more about, you know, this, the intersection of mindset or mindfulness and movement. How does that help improve, you know, our personal lives and then also our business lives. And then we can chunk both, you know, we don't have to answer it all at one time, but. Yeah, totally. First, I want to back up to our set point where we are every day, right? I've heard you talk about it on the show about like being in the stress response. And I always like to use these stats to ground people. We can all agree that we get in our heads. Our thoughts are a little bit banana sometimes feel like our mind is racing. The best stat that I can find is that 47% of the time, our mind is wandering to the past or future. That's from a Harvard study. What's scary about that is not that it's half the time. What's scary about that is that that status from 2010. So imagine what it is now, right? So we wake up, our mind is naturally going bananas to the past of the future, which feels bad. And then society says, to be any good around here, you got to multitask, right? So there we are bouncing around like our hair is on fire, but we really can't multitask. Multitasking is a myth because we have one spotlight of awareness. So we're task switching on top of all those, those thoughts zipping around like highly caffeinated squirrels. So our set point is to be in the stress response. So ultimately, unless we condition our minds and bodies every day, we will be in the stress response. And I, I like to call it squirrel management because really the squirrels are zipping around. We either chase them or we put them on a leash every morning. And so we are either choosing to manage them or we are in the stress response, just kind of feeling like we're in the muck and we're not really ourselves. We're not really in our true power. So I love, um, I'll cite Tony Robbins. He talks about the emotional triad, basically these three levers that we have that where we can shift into the present moment, three things we can do. We can shift our body's physiology, use, use and move our body, right? To get rid of some of that muck to come into the moment. We can shift our thoughts, our focus, focus on something else, or we can reframe. We can frame the way we think about things. When I did my deep dive, learning all the things for years, fixing myself so that I could show up in this world, I found so many tools. There are so many tools that are either used to shift our body's energy 
to reframe our thoughts or to focus on something else, i.e. meditation, journaling, visualizations, affirmations. There are so many damn tools out there and they're so valuable, right? And they work differently for all kinds of people. And within those tools, there's 72 different ways to do the things. And so grounding us in that, after I learned all these things, I learned that movement is the most powerful shifter. When we move our body for 10 seconds, 30 seconds, two minutes, we are like different humans, right? We shift the chemicals in our body. We are able to change our thoughts, change our emotions, which shifts our behaviors, how we show up in this world. So it is one of the most powerful ways to get a hold of the squirrels, right, early on and to get ahead of them. And when we find ourselves um, getting stuck in that rut with our thoughts, we can come to movement and, and dance out of it. What I also love about it is it's um, something we can use to get ahead of the thoughts. Because if we're using movement to come to the present moment, we're not just using it to shift, but we're also using it to strengthen our mind and body connection. So that when that stress response does start to happen, I feel it immediately, right? I'm like, whoa, my, my shoulders are closing. I'm feeling tense, all these things. So movement is the most powerful shifter that I have found. However, like you said, um, you alluded to the issue with working out, right? There's so much of this negative connotation, this baggage when we say working out. Yeah. So I'm on a mission to redefine it. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about moving our body for minutes, not 45 or 60 minutes or to burn calories, right. moving it to shift our thoughts. So then we can think about things that are empowering, be more tuned in when we put food in our mouth. Like it shifts everything, Right. So that is why um, I play at the intersection of movement because that is the gateway to mindfulness. And going a little bit deeper on movement specifically, I think this will probably get to your next question with movement. It's, it's how we do it, right? I'm not talking about getting on the treadmill for an hour. Like that's not going to shift our thoughts because what do we do when we get on the treadmill? We try to distract ourselves. We're like reading a magazine, listening to a podcast, texting, texting our friends because it's not fun. We don't like it. So I'm talking about complete immersion where the task that we're doing, i.e. the movement, is it requires our full attention. It's kind of hard, right? And we couldn't yeah. possibly tune out. So it's immersive, mindful movement. Oh, that's so good. And yeah, I do think so many people, they do, they just get stuck in their day. They sit at their desk all day. They don't even step away. And I know you, you might give us some examples of some of those movements in a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, you kind of gave a broad example of what you're talking about, but I talked to so many people and they, they do, they get so stuck in like, oh, I have so much to do. And they, but you can just tell they're living in that stress state, that state of like this, everything's an emergency. I'm so busy. And they keep saying that narrative, first of all, right. They, they're stuck there. I mean, I have so many friends and I try to kind of say like, oh, you know, but they, you know, they're not scheduling in time for, like you said, clearing their mind for stepping away from this, you know, this work they're doing, because that's when I find that I get, you know, the, the best creative thoughts. That's when I have innovative ideas is when I'm not sitting at my desk, right? It's yeah. when I've stepped away and I've, you know, and I know you're going to talk about some other movements, but even gone on a walk, right? Mm -hmm. Or I get out in nature, but I, I have to get out of this so that my brain can actually do the work is meant to do, right? Which is make connections between things and sort of clear to what is the path forward and things like that. You know, mm -hmm. so what do you, what are you seeing with people? Are they getting stuck? Like you said, in this stress oh. response and how, how are you helping them specifically? Like, 
What's yeah, let's normalize this. We all get stuck, right? Like I wake up every day and I just want to sit on the couch and eat a bag of cheesy poops like every day. But I do a little bit of breathing in the morning and then I work for a while. And I know by 9.30 a.m. I want to get on the couch. Not again, because I avoided it. But I, I want to go do things that are just lazy and take naps. And I don't want to work. And that comes at 9.30 a.m. every day like clockwork. Uh-huh. So guess what I do at 9 a.m.? I move my damn body so I can skip through that lull. Right. And I know if I don't do that by 9.30 a.m., my mindset just keeps going downhill. Right. Our energy is either moving into more resistance or into flow, right? And that ener- that snowball builds. So it's acknowledging, it's it's tuning in and saying, when do I get those lulls, right? When do I feel like I'm just kind of melting at my desk and I can't focus and do something before that? And to do something, like you said, a walk can help you. Beautiful. Do whatever feels good. And when I say immersion, a walk for two minutes where you're completely immersed and breathing in the sense of the trees and the flowers and feeling the wind on your face, that for two minutes is going to be better than you taking a walk on your phone, looking around, texting, right? So it's it's immersion is what I'm talking about and doing what feels good for you. So we all have those morning lulls and we all have these thoughts that aren't so hot throughout the day. We just got to get ahead of them so that we're not growing them. So we're not jumping on that snowball downhill. Yeah. So, so tell me when you work with your, these entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. which is what you've more focused, you're focusing on now, yeah. what are some of the pitfalls? Is it just that they're not, they're not realizing that they need to kind of get ahead of it? Is it that they're not making the time? So are there mm-hmm. things we can do, small little tips or tactics that can help us all you know, like you said, more often kind of get ourselves back, right, to kind of that mindfulness. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that I hear, we can all guess it, the two things, right? I don't have time and I'm not motivated. Mm-hmm. However, those aren't, re- those are real things if you consider working out in the old mentality. If, if I'm doing it to burn calories, then yeah, I need an hour, 90 minutes. Also, you can't even, that's not even the path to losing weight. But anyhow, put a pin in that. Right. But the issue is, we think moving our body, we think working out, and we go to that old definition that's just full of muck where we think, when we turn to working out, we're full of resistance. And we say, I'm not comfortable in my skin. I need to lose weight. I need to work out, right? So we come to the activity with all of this baggage and resistance. So really, um, we think it needs to be long. We think we need to get this emotional checkbox by going for 90 minutes. So of course, we don't have time. Look, if you told me you need to work out tomorrow for an hour, I would say, hell no. Or if you said, I'll pay you a thousand dollars to work out tomorrow for an hour, I'd also say, hell no, that's not fun at all. So I'm talking about redefining it in saying, I don't have time no longer becomes a real thing when I tell my client that it's only 20 minutes. Their issue is they just haven't been presented with a good solution, right? Nobody's talking about a mind and body solution in 20 minutes. The, the actual workout part of it, because there's a meditation combined with a workout, the actual workout part of it is only 13 to 15 minutes and half of its rest. And I'll tell you what, I, that's all I do. I do five of those a week and I used to work out for hours a day and I used to be really fluffy and not in that good shape. All I do is work out for a few minutes a day, five days a week. It's wild. So the methodology works, and I've tracked this with so many people to see the improvement in scores and fitness level, but also the emotional improvements. So the biggest barrier, of course, is time. But then we blew that one up because I gave you a better solution. 
uh, not being motivated, nobody's motivated. But the level of motivation that you need to just hit play on a video in your living room when you're bare feet in your pajamas is much lower (laughs) than putting on your clothes and driving to the gym and getting in there for an hour. So what I do, I'm never motivated to work out, but I just hit play and I tie it to an activity for that day. So that's what I teach my women to do. It's like, you have a meeting at noon. You want to feel like a, a damn superhero well, guess what? Hit play on that video. And every single time it's inevitable, they feel like a superhero. They're in better energy. So it's a matter of using that 20 minutes of mind and body work specifically for that day. So motivation doesn't really become a thing because they're so rooted in what matters to them that day. So they just say, I want to show up for that. And that could be showing up for your kids, for your partner, for your job you're in now. Just pick something you want to show up for. So those are the two major barriers. And the third one I hear is I don't know what to do. So that's, I mean, that's a real thing, right? Because I'm talking about playing at the intersection of the three domains of fitness, which are weightlifting, body weight movement, and cardio. So the minute I mention weightlifting, people say, oh, I don't want to get hurt. Well, guess what? I've been working on that the last 10 years to give people two to three specific cues where they are moving beautifully. And so once I teach that, they feel empowered to move well on their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just looked at some of your, you know, the, the example of some of the workouts or movements you do, you know, ah. that you offer to people, you know, if they sign yeah. up and uh, yeah, they look, they're very doable, you know, type things that you, like you said, anybody could do. And I'm sure there's modifications for somebody that maybe has totally. something going on. And can I add to that? Yeah. The thing with exercise is just like dieting or anything else in health and wellness. Anything else in health and wellness, we want to overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. Fitness is just a matter. The best thing you can do, in my opinion, based on my studies over the last few decades, is just do functional movements, i.e. movements that are part of everyday life. Right. We're training for life to show up to play with our kids and then our grandkids, right? And to do the things we love. So it's It's the things we would do, like sitting down, getting up, pressing things over our heads, sitting, squatting, deadlifting. It's these basic things, getting on and off the ground. So it doesn't have to be fancy, but it does need to be something that makes you smile and that you enjoy. That's the key. Yeah. Yes, that's for all fitness levels, right? We all got to get on and off the ground and be able to sit and stand. Absolutely. So, yeah. So let me ask you though. So the the people you work with in there, you know, you're teaching them this Mm -hmm. 20-minute process method. For, for doing the mindfulness and the, the physical movement, then do you also recommend that during their day, they also then do other little things to get that movement in, even in small ways to kind of keep resetting them? Or do you find the 20 minutes in the morning is kind or whenever they're doing it is enough? I teach the 20 minute jam as a tool for you to take it when you need it. You are the damn boss and you need to tune into your body and take what you need. Now, from doing this, I, I use my videos and my meditations every single day, and I've shared shared this methodology with hundreds of people. What I've seen is that it works really nicely to do these 20-minute videos three to five days a week. Mm-hmm. And the meditations, it works really well to do one in the morning for 10 minutes. Now, that doesn't mean do it every day, but I found that to be pretty solid. However, if you're going through something really big in life, then you got to do more. You got to turn it up, turn it down. Or if you have a big meeting to prepare for, I will always get nervous when I do things like this. So I moved. I have a barbell on the other side of this wall. I literally released some stress energy. So it's, um, I teach people 
how to connect to themselves so that they can take what they want. And I just bring them a bucket of tools and say, here you go. And then I offer this bubble of accountability and support. Oh, that's a good, yeah. I mean, right. Well, not right, right for us, but probably 15 minutes for this. Yeah. I put on a couple songs and I'm in the kitchen doing my thing. But like you said, because you just have to do, you have to do, you got to reset for the next thing. I got to shift gears from whatever I was working on before this call. And then, you know, kind of like you said, get in the next space, you know what I mean? And so, or sometimes I'll light a candle, right? And I'll sort of say a little something and just kind of get into what I need to get into at that moment, you know, but it's taking a break from whatever I'm doing. You know, a lot of times it is movement for me, but other times it's more of a steps, right? So you could say Mm -hmm. it's more like a meditation, right? Because I'm doing a, you know, the candle and then I'm, I'm kind of like taking a moment. But once again, it's me being aware that if I just kept pushing through, it's probably not going to put me in the, the state of mind I need to be in for whatever work I'm moving into or conversation or, you know, or time with my kids or whatever it might be. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I like everything you just said, lighting a candle, dancing a little bit. I just did all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny, but I love that. It's not, it wasn't specifically as planned. You just keep taking what you need. You're, right. you're moving your body, which is releasing stress energy. You're tuned into the moment. It's like, everyone's jam is different. And that's the biggest thing I want to iterate. If I could leave anyone with one thing today, it's find these things to be immersed and play with them and just see what feels good, right? Because when we're out of our heads and in the moment, that's when all the magic happens. That's when we can hear what is the next best step. So yeah, and I don't know anyone, literally anyone, that if you put on the Golden Oldies or Motown Hits, if you put that on and dance around, I don't know how you could possibly be in a bad mood. So feel free to run with that one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. But yeah, so that's what I find is that when we allow ourselves to have that movement and then get, but really get in that state of mindfulness, right? Like Mm -hmm. you said, I'm I'm a big proponent as well as we do, we need to stay in the present moment as, as much as possible. I mean, obviously lots of people, you know, say that, but it's true, right? Because we miss, we miss life when we're not in the present moment, you know, when we're not mm-hmm. present to what it is we're working on or how we're serving people. But I think part of that is, as you, and you just alluded to it, and I mentioned it earlier, I, that is really where I think that, like you said, you talk about flow a lot. When we're in flow, that's when we find the creativity within us. That's when we find that inspiration mm-hmm. and the innovation you know? And so for me, I think it's like the more you get of that, because you do take those breaks and do the things that'll get you back to that, um, you know, kind of aligned state. I think you want more of it because you realize, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, when I took the walk or I did the meditation movement in the morning, I, I had such these inspired ideas, you know, like they just came, yeah. I just, wow. And, but it's because we're not forcing something, right? We're mm-hmm. kind of like letting our brain relax for a minute. And, and obviously, like you said, get out of that stress state. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I do have to acknowledge for your audience that if you haven't felt this mindful place, if you feel like you can't slow your mind down, like I was there, I tried every damn meditation app, <laughs> headspace, calm, insight timer, I was doing all of them. And I said, I couldn't get my mind to quiet down. Yeah. And so I get that that is hard. And the reason that I talk about using movement is because when I use movement, I'm using high intensity fitness, right? It's because people's minds are so damn loud that they can't get quiet, right? It is really hard to get quiet if you're just starting this out. I used to listen to Super Soul Sunday and they, you know, the clouds were part and the angels would sing and people were enlightened and mindful. And I was like, how do you get there? And so truth be told, 
I figured it out by pushing myself so hard to my edge through high intensity fitness. I found this magical place accidentally. It's actually, I don't know if you've studied any of uh, Mahali Csikszentmihalyi. He's the psychologist that actually deemed the term flow. He's, he's the flow papa. So I've been reading his book and he actually talks about these places that we're describing where we are doing something. It could be music. It could be fitness. It could be writing content. It's that in the zone state mm-hmm. where it, hours pass. It feels like minutes and we are just completely immersed. We are just in it to win it. And we're like, oh my God, I just did this magical thing. And then we walk away even more energized, even though we've just been there for hours putting so much energy, so yeah. much energy output, right? And so this is actually a place where, where humans, he's found that humans are their happiest. This is like the ultimate enjoyment state. So basically what I'm doing is curating that. I'm getting past all the squirrels and the noise in the head by putting you into this intense workout so that you can't think. It sounds terrible, but I think of like, I was going to say squirrel suffocation. Somebody's going to call PETA, but it's like, you can't, you can't listen to them. You can't hear them because you're so immersed in this workout just for a few minutes. You can't think about how bad it sucks because it's not that long. And it's actually quite fun when you start to see your scores improve. So I'm using high intensity fitness and movement to push through the stress energy, the cortisol that we energetically have to release to get to that quieter state. So I think that's what we skip a lot. I I skipped it for years. I was just sitting there trying to meditate cross-legged and I was just closed and my mind was bananas, but I had all this stress energy. I couldn't get quieter. You're never going to get completely quiet, but I couldn't get quieter because my body was storing all of the stress, all of the trauma, all of the worry, the fear. I was just like a bucket of stress. Granted, I, I felt good overall. I was successful. I thought it was fine, but I didn't realize how much fog I was in. And this is, this, I'm just going on and on. I have to say one more thing. This is what gets me is that we all live in this fog and this stress energy and we're so used to it and we just think it's normal. And I just, I, it it just kills me that the most people get to this place where they understand what mindfulness is by going through trauma. Trauma stacks so much that your body can't handle it and you hit rock bottom near-death experience, death in the family. Like We get there by experiencing trauma. And so I'm on a mission to help people find this place without having to hit rock bottom, right? So, whew, that was a lot. Thoughts? No, and I think you're right, because I think, you know, to your point, this key, you know, that you're helping people with on that high intensity, right? I, I get why that makes sense. Because for instance, when people, let's say they go on a walk, and for some of us, right, that could be like a meditation. If- mm-hmm we're paying attention to, you know, what's going on, you know, and, and taking that in and letting us, letting it clear our mind. But mm-hmm. let's be honest, a lot of us are sitting on our friends. Like you said, we're listening to a podcast, but that's a bad thing. It's just not the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're listening to music or, but in, in other words, it doesn't necessarily allow us to be quiet. You know, yeah. so for some people it could, but a lot of us were, or even if I sit out back, there's times where I have a book and I have my phone. What do I catch myself doing? Mm-hmm. So sometimes I have to leave it inside so that I can actually get in nature. And even though that's not what you focus on, the point is we do have to notice that sometimes we need to disconnect from these devices, I think. And while this, while they're doing that motion, you know, the, the high intensity workouts, they're not sitting there on their phones, mm-hmm. right? Because then they have to focus on the movement of their body, mm-hmm. right? And what their mind's having their body do. 
So that makes a lot of sense to me, you know, but what about that? Are you finding that um, the, what, what about the creativity piece? Like, I know you t- you've talked about that, you know, on your podcast and you help people with it, but it, yeah. I think it helps so much. So are you finding that as well? Did that help you um, when you started implementing these things? A hundred percent. I mean, I can't do work unless I get rid of that stress energy. I can do it, but I know that I'm wasting half my capacity because my brain is just bouncing. So that immersion, that flow process is the gateway to creativity. So we're curating being in the moment, using these tools that we can open up to creativity. So it's getting into the moment is the unlock for productivity, creativity, presence, joy, like literally everything we want in this life is in the moment. So yes, absolutely. It is the unlock for creativity. And, and when I speak to, we said the word intensity a few times, I want to speak to that because people think "Ah, intensity, that's scary. I'm not talking about my intensity level. I'm talking about your intensity level, right? And that that's different wherever you are. And that's something you have to dabble with. And that could be going on a walk, power walking for 10 steps then going slow. It could be doing pranayama breathing during your meditation, right? It's, it's just being in that, um, immersed dancing your edge state. It could be box breathing in for five, hold for five, right? So it's, it's just experimenting with your body. When I work with my 82-year-old friend versus my friend that's 21 when it comes to fitness intensity is different, but it's a matter of exploring your edge in a really playful and kind way. And that can look like so many different things. And yes, that is exploring that edge is training you to be in that creative state, to be in the moment. And well, and I think too, when you're, when you're talking about the, like the working out and the exercises mm-hmm. that you help you know people do and provide them with, you're really talking about there's shifting happening, right? In other I words, actually call it that. Like these are yeah, shifters, it's high all these to low, tools. High to low, right? So mm-hmm. like, cause you gave the example of walking and I know obviously you have actual exercises people do, but your point is if you just go on a walk and you stay at the same pace, you might have a different outcome or you may, may or may not get into flow versus shifting something during that time, right? It's, it's, so yes, is, there, is there something to shift. that, that piece yes. of it? It's like when you sit down for a meditation or- it's, we're always looking for a shift and we're experimenting with how to get the shift. I can create a shift every single day with fitness. I'm always in resistance because I'm hardwired for resistance. We all are. I wake up in resistance and go, oh, my to-do list is longer than CVS receipt. I'm never going to get it done. How am I possibly, right? I'm already in that resistance. So I use it to shift my energy towards flow versus just tolerating the resistance. And I'm not saying people that are out there in resistance are bad. I'm just saying we don't know about these tools because mental health is so murky and gray. What I'm saying is you have the tools, just go move your body. And if you're able to be distracted by the things, do something else that's not distracting. And then you'll be training yourself to get into that, that, into that state of being in the moment and be kind to yourself. Maybe you do it for one minute or two minutes. So just dabble. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And sometimes, you know, I just, I, if I'm sitting at a desk and I have a standing desk, you know, in the other room, but I have to, I have to literally just, I can't sit here anymore, you know, mm-hmm. and it might be that I'm going to go do an, a workout or go walk. But other times it's that I literally just have to go stand up and then focus on, in on something. You know, like I have to just shift where I'm at even, you know, just to mm-hmm. kind of get into the next piece or day, part of the day, the, the work I'm going to do. You know, but I notice I can start telling that I'm getting like antsy. I can't yeah. focus as well. And then I realize, 
okay, this location needs to change. I've been sitting here too much today and I have to go somewhere else or I'll work out back, you know, for a half an hour, hour. But then I'm recharged because all of a sudden my environment's changed. My butt's not uncomfortable anymore, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've shifted even just my, where I'm at, you know, and for mm-hmm. me, sometimes that's even enough, you know, to kind of move to the next thing. Totally. And that's listening to your body and taking what you need. And most of the time you said this earlier, people say, I don't have time. If you ever find yourself saying, I don't have time, you should probably take three times of what you normally would to move your body. Right. Because when I know, when I tell myself, I don't have time, or I feel like I'm in a panic to get things done. I'm associating saying I don't have time is also being in a panic to get things done. Right. I know with 100% certainty that my thoughts are bouncing around and I'm throwing energy away. So by saying I don't have time, I'm actually wasting time by sitting there. The more I say that I'm wasting time. So when I want to say that, that's an indicator to get up and just move for five minutes. I actually have like these movement shifter videos I do. I literally move for two minutes, one full body exercise. That's it. I'm reset. I'm good to go. It could be a walk, taking my little pup out, anything. But yeah, if you say you don't have time, that's an alert to, to do something different. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh, that's so good. So are there any last uh, takeaways or things you want to share with the audience just on, you know, mindfulness and all this good stuff before we wrap it up? Absolutely. And I know a lot of people in your audience are, you talk to people that are on the brink of potentially doing something new, exploring their purpose, their passion. And so I am just enamored with this topic of living, living in your purpose, right? And I think there's so much buzz around this topic, especially given where we are with current events and COVID, this collective pause, more people are kind of itching saying, what do I do with my life? What is my purpose? And there's a lot of stress on it. So my advice, my number one thing to leave you with is to just be easy on yourself. Your purpose is not a destination. Your purpose is an energy. Being in that energy every day is going to allow you to take the next step every single day. You don't just jump to your purpose one day. You are on your purpose path, but if you're in your head about being in your purpose, you don't even notice you're on the damn path. So my advice is to love the moment right now. Just love what you're doing and find what you love about what you're doing and then use that to carve your next teeny tiny step. Your purpose is an energy. Find what you love and then just keep using that to propel you forward to that next tiny step. And also when it comes to purpose, we think that it just needs to be some grand career, entrepreneurship, a big move. It can be a damn hobby. It can be whatever you want it to be, a side gig, a hobby, a full-time career. Just just get in the energy, say what is working for me today and start dancing towards that just a teeny bit at a time. Absolutely. Well, and I love that you, we've talked to us more than once just in a little bit, but you just brought these two things up. First of all, I think it, you're, it's so important. Like you said, we do need to just be a little easier on ourselves, give ourselves more mm. grace because too many of us do. We have a lot of guilt for lots of reasons. We, we feel like there's so much obligation or responsibility, whether it's because we're a, a daughter, a wife, a husband, a parent, worker, whatever it is, but we put all these, we put these pressures on ourselves. And I, I mean, I talked to a friend the other week and she's going, her family's going through a lot, um, you know, a health journey and, um, it's, it's just weighing on her, you know, even to do something for herself, that's important for her to her to reset. 
she feels guilty about it. You know, she feels like this, like I shouldn't do it because, you know, someone else in her family is going through a lot. And, you know, I have to say to her, if you're not in the right mental space and you don't care for yourself, how can you ever continue for a long term to care for them? You know, and mm-hmm. so I think one, we need to, we do really need to have, you know, have a little more grace and patience with ourselves. The other thing though, and I love this idea, I don't think enough people do it. And I know that if you're in a traditional job working for someone else, you can't always do this yet. But work, when your energy, you know, it ebbs and flows, right? And everybody's energy and how much they have at what times changes. But Mm -hmm. I think if we stop thinking about, I need to work 40 hours this week, or I need to work 20 hours that, you know, in the next two days or whatever it is, eight hour workday, I've seen more people are going to six hour workdays. You know, and some of us don't try not to work that much every day anyways, because we've found it's busy work. We're not actually accomplishing what we Mm -hmm. want to. So we're more focusing on the important things and worrying less about the time frame. Mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know if you have anything to say about that, but I think, like you said, if we just focus on like, I shouldn't feel guilty if I realize I'm done for today. Like I've, I've maxed out my mental capacity for sitting on my computer. I'm going to go do something for my family, or I'm going to go totally. clean something up because I have been mm-hmm. avoiding it or ignoring it, you know? And then I have to remind myself, I don't need to feel guilty about Mm-hmm. Yeah, I work for myself. I don't need to feel guilty about that. I didn't, I didn't like skip a meeting or I didn't miss anything. So why, but we're, we've been trained for so long to feel guilty. I think about these things when yeah. we don't need to. If we're working, we feel guilty about not spending time with our family. We're spending right. time with our family. We feel guilty about not working. Like what right. gives, right? Yeah. So here's the deal. I'm just all about being focused and in flow. And if you are ready to do that with work, then do that. And if you can't, step away. Because if you are in flow and you are focused and working deliberately, not like the busy, I'm talking about stepping away from the busy, not productive mentality. If you're deliberately working, you may only need to work two, four, six hours a day. It's not about the time. It's about the energy. So yeah, that's, that's really, really a huge one. And I truly believe at the end of the day, the greatest gift that we can bring this world is showing up in our beautiful energy, right? Outside, stepping out of our stress response, getting that off of us. So whatever that dialogue is, that guilt about not being there, not being there, not working hard, whatever is in our head is detracting from our ability to be there with our work, to be there with our family. So we're stressing about being there for our family, we're literally detracting our energy from doing that. So it's, it's just being kind to ourselves and realizing like the more we can flick away those thoughts that are beating us up, we can actually do the things that we're stressed about. Right? So figuring out how to feel good in the moment and be free from those thoughts is it's everything. Absolutely. And it's a process, right? You just, you have to yeah. keep working that muscle and then getting into that flow state more and getting into that present moment thinking and not let the thoughts keep coming in, you know? That's the number one thing on this journey is awareness, right? You'd be sitting here saying, my mind is always noisy. This is just crazy talk. Cool. Be aware of it. And then be aware when your mind is not as bananas, right? So this is just awareness in my energy. Like I feel great right now, but in five minutes, it could be rolling downhill, but you know what? I'll feel it and I'll do something about it. Or I won't and I'll be stuck in it for a day, but you can never unknow this stuff. Right. Once you know about it, you have a tool and you can experiment and it is a different way of life and it is a total blast. So I'll leave you all with that. Just find some tools and experiment with them and have fun with it. Oh, I love it. So Tiff, tell me how can everybody connect with you and learn about your podcast and your upcoming program and all that good stuff online? 
Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram. It's Tiffany.Florentine. My first name is spelled a little funny, A-N-E-Y. Um, I'm sure you'll drop it in the show notes. Additionally, if I I would love to help you shift some energy, I would say the best place to do that would be to hop on over to my podcast. Episode two, I specifically talk about movement. And in there, I also give away a freebie to shift energy. It's an eight-minute video. I teach you one full body movement and you move for about three minutes. So hop on over there, uh, watch the episode. And if you want that download, you want to skip right to it right now, you just want to get after it, go to mindsettomovement.com forward slash movement. For my programs and things, we'll get there. Just hop online and just dig around and see what calls you. Mm. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for what you're doing in the world, because I think it's such an important area that you're focused in on. And I know you help and have helped so many people. So thanks for being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. I loved what Tiffany had to share today. I love that in 20 minutes a day, we can both get reset, right? We can get more mindful. We can get more into flow, which can increase our creativity, lower our stress. And obviously benefit of that is if our stress is lower and we are in a better state, both physically and mentally, we also, and then through doing the motion, the movement, we are getting healthier, you know, all in 20 minutes a day. I love it. And I love that the things she helps people be empowered to do right with the mindfulness movement, we can apply it at any time during the day, like she talks about to help us kind of recenter, refocus And, you know, then get in flow and put out our best work and be present and have our best connections with the people around us. So I hope you will take these ideas to heart. I hope you'll find ways to start applying them to your life and start catching yourself when you find yourself like high stress or having, you know, anxious energy and just take that minute to reset, to have motion and to get more mindful. I think we do need to know what we want in order to define life on our terms. And we have to be willing to break the past script so that we can move into better and more beautiful and amazing things. And I am so passionate about today's topic, about knowing what your gifts are and your passions, your background and your your talents, and helping you understand how those things can come together to step into work that you care about and go after your passion and just serve the world that I would love to help you. And I am happy to jump on a brief call with you to help you through that. This is, you know, this is a free call, but I literally just want to help you start getting those, you know, the the cylinders kind of moving and going so that you can step into this. So email me at Kristen at KristenFitch.com. That's all eyes. And just let me know in the subject. I would love to talk to you. And I cannot wait to connect with some of you and help you in this way. So you can start going after your dreams today. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch. Or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. And thanks again for listening in. Until next time, have a great week.